Hey everybody, um, I'll get started here in a minute. I wanted to get on here again <laughs> and um, share a word with you. You know, it's funny um, when I preach out or when I preach at you know at a church or um, before a congregation or something, I'll spend time the week before or however long ahead of time I know, um, spending time preparing that message, getting the message ready. Um, and that type of thing. But since I've been doing this live thing, it's like um, God gives me a message the day of, um, and then all, and then all of a sudden I just feel like it's time to share it. So that's what I'm doing. So it's it seemed to be falling on a Monday the past two weeks. Um, but I had planned on doing this weekly. Um, but you know, Monday's not for sure a set time. But it's right now. It seems like that's kind of when God's really speaking to me, giving me a message, and then I. Um, you know, feel feel that it's time to share it. So, like I said before, you know, when I preach out and about, I'll spend a week, two weeks, three weeks, however many, um, getting a message prepared. But since I've been doing these live feeds, it's kind of like the day of God kind of unloads all this on me, um, and I kind of download it from God, and and he he says now is the time to share it. So that's kind of what I've been doing. But what I want to talk about tonight is. Growing up. And before we get started, I want to take a moment and just pray and ask God's blessing over the word tonight. So, if you would, pray with me. Father, I come before you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that you've given me once again, God, to share your word, Lord. I just thank you for that, God. It's not something that I take lightly, Lord. And I thank you, God, for using me as your mouthpiece on this earth, God. And I pray that I'd be a willing vessel tonight, God, Lord, that, that you would be able to speak through me, God, and that anything that you want to be said, I would speak, God. Anything that you don't want me to speak, help me to not speak that. Guard my mouth tonight, God. And I pray that it would be your words flow out through me, God, in Jesus' name. I pray, God, Lord, that you would um, touch every, each and every person watching tonight. I just ask that you would help them to receive the message that you have for them, God. Lord, I pray that it would speak to their situations, God, and Lord, that they would receive that gift gladly tonight, the gift of your word, God. And we, I just thank you for that, God. And Lord, I can do nothing apart from you, God. Lord, I cannot, I cannot preach without you, God. I need you, God. Because, you know, if I'm not attached to you, the true vine, then I am nothing. And I'm unable to do anything without you. So tonight, Jesus... May I be connected to you, God, and may I receive the word that you have to give tonight, God, and Lord, that you would help me to get that message across, Lord, and I just thank you for that, God. Bless all the ears that hear. I pray, God, that you would open their hearts, God, to receive your word, God, and we just thank you for this, and tonight, God, I pray that you would be glorified above every other, God, that you would be glorified tonight, God, and we give you all praise tonight, all honor and all glory in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, um... Like I said, I want to talk to you tonight about growing up. <laughs> and, you know, I think that uh, throughout the church world, we have had a problem with growing up. And, you know, a lot of people don't even realize that we're supposed to grow up. Many people believe that we get saved and that's it. Um, we just get saved and we live life. But really, when we get saved, that is just the beginning. That's the beginning. <laughs> There's so much more beyond that. It's not a one-time thing and then we're done. We are able to go on and we are able to grow. And like I said, some of you may be saying, I didn't even know that we were supposed to be grown. I didn't know we were supposed to go any farther. I thought that we would get saved and that was it. You know, we're done. But no, we get saved and that's just the beginning. We're are born again just as a baby is born their life begins when they're born and they go on to do 
bigger and greater things from there. They learn, they grow, and it's just like this, that with us, as children of God, as sons and daughters of God, we are to go on and grow. And, and you know, the Word talks about that. This is not just some guy on Facebook saying that, hey, you're supposed to be growing. No, it is in the Word, and I'm going to take you through the Word tonight. But tonight, listen, I want to tell you that it is time to grow up. You know, there are so many Christians, so many of us, and I'm guilty of this myself. I should be farther along than I am now. But I can tell you that here recently, especially, God has placed such a hunger in me, such an urge for more of Him to 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 have more of him, to have a deeper relationship with him, to have more knowledge of his word in my life, and to live a life that follows him. See, when we are born again, it's not just we're done. We just stay where we're at and continue on until we get to heaven. No, we grow. Jesus said, take up your, take up your, put my yoke upon you, on you and follow me. And we are to follow after Jesus. We are to take up that cross and follow Jesus. We are to grow. And if you'll turn with me, if you have your Bibles, like I said last week, we're in church tonight. So if you want to go with me to Hebrews chapter 5, that's where I'm going to be starting tonight. And I'm going to kind of be jumping around a little bit, but we'll go to Hebrews 5. And we'll be starting at verse 12. I'm going to be reading Hebrews 5, 12 through 14. And this is what it says. It says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, you can see from this word, it is time to grow up. Listen, there are people who have been Christians for years and years and years and years and years. And we have gone and we've sat in a church and we've listened to the word and then we've gone. I feel like I've been on this each and every week. But, but it's true. We've gone, we've sat in a church and then we go home. And then Sunday comes around again. And then we go to church, we sit, we listen to a word. We don't take that word in. We don't change anything about ourselves. We go home. We don't touch our Bible for a week. We don't pray unless some emergency comes up, unless something, you know, happens that we feel like we need to pray. And many times it's our last resort. And then we go back to church again and we sit on Sunday. Listen, it is time to grow up. As you can see that the writer of Hebrews here says that this by this time you ought to be teachers. You should be teaching others the word. But here we are, we're like little babies. And I can tell you that, you know, I have a two-year-old and my two-year-old is not able to tie her shoes yet. So we have to put her shoes on her, we have to dress her, we have to do those things. But I can tell you that Landon, who is 19, we don't have to dress him anymore. We don't have to put his shoes on him anymore. You know, we don't have to get Hayden dressed anymore or Peyton, Hayden's uh, 13 and, and Peyton's 10. We don't have to do that anymore. And if we did, we would have a problem. Why? Because they would not have grown. They would still be as babies, as like 
our little Lisa still. And there are so many Christians, Christians who have been Christians for years and years and years who ought to be teaching others the word, but yet, yet but they're babies. They're babies. They know so little of the word. They've taken so little of the word within them. They have changed so little. Yes, they got saved and they've had that first major change in their life. You know, maybe a lot of times, you know, we get saved when we stop cussing. And that's awesome. That's great. But there's more. We need to move on to more. It's There needs to come a point in time when we start helping ourselves and we need to stop having the, the preacher at church spoon feed us the word. We need to be digging into the word ourselves week by week. We don't need, and I've said this before also, listen, we don't need a Moses to stand in the gap for us, to, to go and stand in the glory of God and bring it back to us. There needs to become a point in time when we go up to that mountain ourselves into the very presence of God and we dwell there for ourselves and we take in that glory ourselves and bring that back down off the mountain and share it with babies. It's time that we grow up, church. It's time that we grow up. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Praise God. Praise God. I feel the, the anointing of the Lord here. I'm so thankful for the anointing. I can't, I would not be able to do this without the anointing. Praise God. He is so good. So good. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting at verse 1, verses 1 through 3. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk, not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? <laughs> Listen, it's time for us to be teachers. Those of us who have been on this walk for a while, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. You know, how many times have we told people in the physical world, grow up, grow up. It's time to grow up. But listen, I'm telling you tonight that it is time for us spiritually to grow up. Listen, the world, we look around at the world and we wonder why the world, oh, what are we going to do? The world's in such an awful, awful place. Well, you know what? We've got babies running around not teaching anybody else the world because they're unwilling to grow up. Just like if, if, like I talked about with Elise. If Elise stayed and we needed to dress her and, you know, she grows up and we need to continue doing that, there's a problem. But And we recognize that in the natural. But in the spiritual, we're unable to see that. We're unable to recognize that there is a problem when we have spiritual babies who have been running around who were saved 50 years ago and are still not able to to lead others to Christ that are still not able to dig into the word on our own. Listen, it is time to grow up. We're not able to, to um, spend time in God's presence. Like I said before, we want to be spoon-fed. We want to be spoon-fed. We Listen, we are, this generation that we have now, my generation, my generation, is such a spoiled generation. We're used to having things so easy. But listen, and and the the American church preaches this kind of gospel. You know, this this McDonald's Happy Meal gospel where we go through a drive-thru, we receive our, receive our little Happy Meal with our toy spiritually, and then we're good until the next time. But listen, it's not like that. Do you want to go? Is there anybody out here who wants to go deeper? Is there anyone that's listening tonight who wants to go into the deep things of God? Who wants to grow up spiritually, who wants to help other spiritual babes along the way. Because listen, I can tell you, if we take our daughter 
to the daycare church. You know, we've been visiting a lot of churches here in this area lately because we just moved here. And we've been visiting churches. And if we take our daughter and there's another baby taking care of the babies in the nursery, do you honestly think that we're going to leave her there with them? No! Then why are we trusting our spiritual babies to be fed by other spiritual babies? It is time we need to grow up. Listen, the church, the world needs us to grow up. America, the church in America right now needs spiritual maturity because the, the church in America is starving to death. They are starving to death because, listen, you can live off milk for so long, but at some point you're going to need some other nutrients. You're going to need some more nutrients in your life. And listen, and the church now, we need to go for the deeper things of God. We need to start seeking out God for ourselves, not just going and having um, a theater-like experience. Listen, I'm not talking about churches and theaters. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But we want to go and we want to be spectators as though we're watching a movie in church. But it's time that we go and, and we are no longer spectators, but we are taking part. That we, When we lift our hands in worship, we are truly worshiping and focusing upon God. When we open our Bibles as the pastor is preaching to us, we sincerely take in that word and we go home and search the scriptures for our Ourselves. Listen, grow up, church. It is time to grow up because the world needs a mature church. Hallelujah. The world needs a mature church. The world needs mature followers in Christ. The world needs mature sons and daughters of God to, to lead them into the deep things of God. Because listen, how can we expect anybody else to get into the deep things of God when we who are supposed to be spiritual don't, haven't even been there ourselves? You cannot lead anywhere where you have not been yourself. And if you have not gone into the presence of God, then how are you going to lead anyone else there? If you have not been in the scriptures, how are you going to lead anyone else into the scriptures and teach them about God? It is time that we grow up. It's time that we have a reverent fear of God Hallelujah. And we seek Him more. Hallelujah. It's time that we have a holy hunger in ourselves. And we start seeking after Him. Seeking Him. Seeking Him. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And listen, I'm here to tell you tonight, you may be saying, you know what? Yeah, that sounds good what you're saying, but I don't know how to grow. Can I grow? I've got good news for you tonight. You can grow. You can grow. We're going to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Hallelujah. You can grow. You don't have to be some... <laughs> you don't have to be some... Spiritual superstar to grow up in Christ. Because that's how... Nobody starts out where they end up. We all start out the same place. But we all end up at different places. Why? It's because some of us put in the effort. Some of us seek after God. And others of us don't. And remain babies. And... It's time that we grow up. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says this. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Listen, this is one of my very favorite verses, and I, I quote it all the time. <laughs> um, a lot, a lot but, but it is so powerful because when you think about it, his divine power has given us everything we need. Everything we need. Type everything in the chat. Everything. He has given us everything we need for life, for our life here on earth. He has given us everything that we need 
for life and godliness. He's given us everything. He's already given it to us. He's placed it deep down within us. He's placed it in his word. He's given us everything we need to live a godly life. Through what? It says through our knowledge of him. But how many of us seek after the knowledge of God? How many of us really, truly dig deep into the scriptures, seeking knowledge of God, seeking to know him, to know him, not just know about him, not just to know a few scriptures so that you can quote them and, and impress people with them. No, to truly know God. He has given us everything we need. And you know what? There's so many of us that a lot of times we're waiting to grow. We're waiting for God to grow us. And you know what? The Holy Spirit does work in us. I'm going to talk about that here a little bit. He does work in us, causing us to grow. But we need, listen, Jesus never said that we're never supposed to put forth any effort. No. He said, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. And listen, to follow Christ, that's not always an easy thing to do. Because do you know what? Do you know what Jesus did? Hallelujah. He sacrificed his own wants and needs for others. <laughs> he came down out of heaven where he was worshipped. Where he was worshipped. He stepped down out of heaven, the very son of God, to become a servant for you and me. Now, if we're going to follow after Jesus, that's not going to be an easy thing. Because I don't know... I mean, to me, that doesn't sound like it was an easy thing for him to do. For him to be taken up on the mountaintop by Satan and tempted and tempted and tempted. And what did he do? He overcame him. He denied the flesh so that he could win us. Hallelujah. So that he could win us. Hallelujah. So we're going to follow after him. It's not going to be an easy thing. And I know that this is not may not be popular preaching because... We want it easy. And believe me, I mean, I, I have liked things easy myself. But do you know what? My desire for the easy things is eclipsed by my desire to know God, to know him, to know him. How many of you can truly say, I know God and I want to know him even more? Praise God. Praise God. So he has already given us everything that we need to live a godly life through our knowledge of him. Praise God. But in order to have knowledge of him, we're going to have to put forth the effort to have knowledge of him. We're going to have to dig into the word of God. We're going to have to dig into it. Dig into it. And not just skim the surface. We're going to have to dig in and really search the scriptures. Truly study the scriptures. You know, when we have an interest, you know, maybe your interest is classic cars or... or um, you know, sports or, or whatever it may be. When we have an interest here in the physical world, we seek those things out. We'll go on Google. We'll search things out. We want to know more about those things. But how many of us truly search the scriptures, search to know more of God and have a hunger for God, have a true hunger for God in our hearts? Because listen, without the knowledge of God, without searching the scriptures, without, hallelujah, without studying the scriptures out, we are not going to be able to grow up. We're not going to be able to grow up. All right, now we're going to go to Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Praise God. We need to grow up, and we can grow up, church. We can. And God will work for us to do that. Hallelujah. So Philippians 2, 13. 
This is another one of my favorites. It says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Now listen. Once we start seeking after God, seeking the knowledge of him, to know him, when we really try to, then God will start working in us. God will start working in us. Hallelujah. God will start working in us. It says, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Hallelujah. For God is working in us, giving us the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God works in us. You know, once we start putting forth that effort, God goes to work within us. The Holy Spirit who's alive within us. When we seek after God, He is the one that does the work in us. We put forth effort and then He does the work. We put forth effort, He does the work. We put forth effort and He does the work. He is the one that grows us up. Praise God. You know, as when we're little children, our little children put forth the effort to learn but then they grow. It is God that causes them to grow. And spiritually, it's the same way. When we put forth the effort, when we start, when we, we, you know, we take in the milk in the beginning, and we grow, and then we start taking in solid food, the, the steak. <laughs> we start taking that in, and then we grow. It is God that works in us. So when once we, you start putting forth that effort, God is going to work within you, causing you to grow. Because I know that some of you may feel overwhelmed. You're like, you know what? I feel like that I'm so far behind that I'm never going to get caught up. No, you don't have to put forth the effort. God will cause the growth in you. Hallelujah. God will cause the Holy Ghost that's alive within, within you will cause that growth within you. But we have to put forth that effort too. <laughs> Praise God. We have to put forth the effort. We have to choose to follow Jesus. Truly follow Jesus. And then God, you know, he's going to work within us. He's going to work in us. He's going to work in us. He's going to cause us to grow. Praise God, we have to allow God to work. But you know what? Even with that, there is a certain cooperation that we have to have. We have to be willing to allow God to work within us. We have to be willing to cooperate with the Holy Ghost to work within us. Because so many times, <laughs> we think, we say, but what we think and we say are different than what we do or, and what we allow. And the Holy Ghost will start work within us. But sometimes he'll shine a light on things that should be there. And those things are ugly sometimes. And sometimes, you know, that door of our heart, God shines a light in there. And it hurts to see that we have that. Sometimes we don't even realize. I'm just going to tell this. You know, there was a time in my life where, well, there have been times in my life, but that one particular time where God shined a light on something in my life. And it was, I had jealousy towards someone. And at first I didn't even realize that I had jealousy toward them until I started to seek after God. I started to, and he started to work within me. And once he wanted, started to work that jealousy out of me, it hurt. It was painful. Because you know what? When you have surgery, <laughs> it's painful. When you have things removed, there's, a, there's an element of pain to it. And spiritually, it was painful. It was painful for me me to even know that I had that jealousy in my heart. And as God, as the Holy Ghost was working that out of me, as he was working that out of me, my flesh wanted to rise up in anger and hold on to that jealousy. I wanted to hold on to it. But I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision where I was going to allow the Holy Ghost to work within me or not. Whether I was going to cooperate with what he was leading me to do or not. 
Praise God that that time <laughs> I allowed him to work that out of me. I cooperated with him. And listen, once I got on the other side of that, I was better for it. Because listen, God will work in us. God will work in us to do, to give us the desire to do what pleases him. But we have to be willing to cooperate with him when he goes to work. We have to dig in. And seek God, seek to know God, seek the scriptures, and then we have to be willing to work with him as he works the things out of us that shouldn't be there. Because listen, when we grow up, you know, when we're kids, we could throw, we might throw temper tantrums. But over time, <laughs> you know, if my teenagers throw a temper tantrum right now over something in the store, it's, gonna, it's not going to be pretty for them. <laughs> um, and you know, when we're little, we can get by with more things. When we're spiritual babes. But when we start to grow, we have to let go of those things. We have to let go of certain things in our life. Pride. That's a big one. Pride. 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 You know, I dealt with pride. I, you, God told me I was proud one time. He said, you know what? Your problem is you have pride. And I thought, God, I don't have pride. I care about people. I, how can I have pride? I try to treat everybody with kindness. I try to smile and, and be nice to them. But God said, you're proud because... You don't care about people as much as you care about what they think about you. <laughs> that was a revelation to me. And I, once again, <laughs> had to allow God to work that pride out of me. And pride's a biggie in the church. You know, how many preachers are there? See another preacher preaching and pride rises up in them. And they want to, want to judge another preacher. Or a worship leader wants to judge another. Or, or somebody who wants to lead worship out in the audience. And they think, you know what? <laughs> I could sing a lot better than that dude up there. I think that I should be the worship leader. Pride is a problem because we don't need worship leaders who are talented. We need worship leaders who are anointed. We don't need preachers who are gifted speakers. We need preachers who are anointed. Praise God. And listen, it's going to take, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's going to take us growing up to carry that anointing on our lives. So we have to choose. Hallelujah. Whether we're going to allow God to work those things out of us or not. Praise God. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost so strong tonight. Hallelujah. Church, it is time to grow up. It is time to grow up. Praise God. All right. Finally, we're going to go to James chapter 4. And I'm going to, starting in verse 8, it says, You also be patient. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. James 4. I jumped over to verse 5. I was like, whoa, that's not right. All right. Chapter 4, verse 8. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You know, we need to learn how to spend time in God's presence. That's the other way we grow. We have to spend time in God's word. We have to cooperate with the Holy Ghost when he starts to work within us. And then we have to go up on that mountaintop and spend time in God's presence. We can't rely on someone else to do it. We can't rely on the preacher to do it. We can't rely on the worship leader to drag us up there every Sunday morning. 
As we go throughout the week, we need to learn how to spend time in God's presence. Because when we draw near to God, He draws near to us. And we're not going to be able to grow. Hallelujah. We're not going to be able to grow up unless we spend time with the Father. You know what? How do we learn as children? We learn by spending time with our parents. Our parents teach us things. Our parents model behavior for us. And hallelujah, they tell us things. And it's the same way with our Heavenly Father. We need to draw near to the Father if we're going to grow up because he needs to speak things to us to our hearts that we need to know in order to grow we we need to spend time so that he can model his behavior for us so they can play out for us and we need to spend time in his presence so that he can teach us the things that we need to learn hallelujah so that he can tell us things and, and teach us he is a good teacher amen and we need to learn to spend time in god's presence because listen church as babes, we are not going to learn how to grow up unless we spend time with our Father. Hallelujah. We need to know. We need to have knowledge of Him. We need to allow the Holy Ghost to work in us. And then we need to spend time in the presence of God. Because we are not going to be able to grow up unless we spend time in God's presence. And as we spend time in God's presence, He's going to reveal new things to us. Hallelujah. Let's drop my stuff here. He's going to reveal new things to us. Hallelujah. Things that we didn't know. He's going to give us fresh, fresh revelation. Hallelujah. Just as a good father does. He reveals good things to his children. He teaches his children. And we serve a good father. Praise God. And we need to be spending time in his presence so that he can teach us things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the second part of that verse says, Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Hallelujah. We need to learn how to live holy. And we are not going to be able to live holy unless we have a knowledge of God. Unless we allow God to do the work within us. Because listen, we can't do it on our own. We cannot do it on our own. You know, Paul said, I do the things that I don't want to do. And I don't do the things that I want to do. And, and we're the same way. When we try to do things in our own, in our own, in the flesh... In our natural selves, we are unable to do anything. But listen, hallelujah, we have the Holy Ghost at work in our lives. We have God's Word as our roadmap, as our tool. And we have the very presence of our Father teaching us how to do things. And we have the Holy Ghost working in us, helping us as we go along. And you know what? Sometimes we may stumble. And when we stumble, our good Father's going to say, come on. If we're spending time in His presence, He's going to say, come on, I'm going to help you up. And the Holy Spirit's going to say, you know what? I'm going to work that thing out of you that keeps tripping you up. That thing that keeps tripping you up, I'm going to work that out of you. If you let me, I'm going to work that out of you. And I'm going to help you to grow up. Praise God. We need to learn how to live holy, church. We have moved so far away from that. We have moved so far away from living a holy life. And so many of us, you know, we get saved and, and that's it. We just stay there in that same state. We may be a little bit better than we were, but we don't allow God to work and take us forward, to move us forward. And listen, our new birth, that new birth is just the beginning. As a new baby, hallelujah, when it's first born, that's just the beginning for that baby. And it's the same for us, new Christian, babes in Christ. This is just the beginning. God wants you to grow up and take you on to greater things. And he also wants you, hallelujah, to be, hallelujah, teachers of others and to bring others along with you. And we're not going to be able to do that. We can't do that unless we grow up ourselves because we can't have babes teaching babes. Hallelujah. We can't have babes 
teaching babes. Hallelujah. I'm going to jump back to verse 7, and it says, Therefore, submit to God. You know, there's a submission that comes if we want to grow up. If we want to grow in God, there, there's a submission that we have to do. And we have to learn to submit our own wants. And that's not easy to do. Our own desires, our own ideas, our own plans that we have for our life. Sometimes we have to submit those to God for His better plan for our life. And, you know, that shows true spiritual maturity when you're able to give up those things that you once desired because you have such a desire for more of Him. Hallelujah. When are we going to desire God more than we desire the things of this world? Hallelujah. When are we going to desire the things of God more than the temporary things that are of this earth? When are we going to desire more God more than money? When are we going to desire more God more than just position? When are we going to desire more than our, hallelujah, than anything else, hallelujah, hallelujah, than our reputations? How many of us are going to give up those things so that we are able to grow up and go on, go further and deeper into the things of God. Hallelujah. That, my friends, is true spiritual maturity. Hallelujah. When we submit to God. Hallelujah. And the second part of that verse says this. I'm just going to finish reading the rest of that. It says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And you know, it doesn't say that Submit to God and the devil's going to flee from you. It doesn't say that. It says, submit to God. Resist the devil. Hallelujah. Resist the devil. That is, there is spiritual maturity when there is a resistance to temptation, to the things of this world. And you know, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, we have to do our part. We have to do our part to grow. And when we do our part, God will do the part that we cannot do. Hallelujah. And resisting the devil is part of our part. Hallelujah. And so many of us just wants to just lay down, you know, oh, I've been just so, the devil's fought me so hard this week. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what. Resist the devil. Submit to God and resist the devil. Grow up. Grow up. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, in a nutshell, it's time to grow up. When we grow up, we are able to resist the devil because we're going to start doing our part. Because we'll know that when we do our part, God will do what we cannot do. When we do what we can do, God will do what we cannot do. When we dig into his word, when we seek to truly know him, God will do his part. We will grow up. Hallelujah. When we, hallelujah, when we spend time with God, we're going to grow up. Hallelujah. When we, you know, we may... Not be able to go to the party anymore. We may not be the popular kid at the party anymore. Because you know what? Instead of going to the party, we are spending time in the Word and in God's presence. Hallelujah. You know, we may not be, hallelujah, the cool person at work anymore. Because we're not able any longer to stand around the water cooler and gossip about everybody else. <laughs> we're not able to do these things anymore. Why? Because God's working those things out of us. Because the Holy Spirit is working those things out of us. And we are choosing to resist the devil we're choosing there's a resistance you know when we resist the devil that's going to take some effort on our part you know god's not going to come down and say hey resist the devil and then draw us away when it doesn't say that it says resist the devil and he will flee from you it doesn't say that he's automatically going to flee we need to learn how to resist and we are not going to be able to resist the devil until we grow up in god and listen i'm telling you the church hallelujah we need to grow up. 
The, the world needs a mature church. How are we going to lead anyone else to Christ if we are babies ourselves? How are we going to lead anybody else into the deep things of God? And listen, I believe that there are people out there, there are lost people who are looking for something real. They're looking for something real. They are not looking for this, you know, this McDonald's Happy Meal church. They want something real. You know, that may have worked a few years ago. That may have worked and drawn people in. But listen, through these past years, people have been through so much. There's so much division. There's so much division. And it's going to take a mature church, a grown-up church, to lead others to Christ. Because people are no longer looking for the gimmicks. They're sick of the gimmicks. You know, the world can offer the gimmicks. The world has all these gimmicks. You know, we can go watch a movie for an hour and a half and feel good for an hour and a half. The world's not looking for those things. Those things are not going to work. And I feel that God's telling us as a church, and I believe that God is telling me that those tactics no longer work. They are no longer going to work. It is time for the church to grow up. And the only way, hallelujah, that we are going to win this world back to Christ, that we are going to win the loss to Christ, is if we have something real. And listen, and it's not going to be the little baby stuff anymore. No more. We're done with that stuff. We are done with that stuff, that, you know, that Hollywood sense of Christianity. We're done with that. We need real, hallelujah. We need to be baptized in fire, hallelujah. We need to be a church that is striving for more of God, that desires for more of Him, more of Him, more than anything else in this world can offer. More, hallelujah, hallelujah, more than, than our reputations, hallelujah, more than our, you know, hallelujah, our popularity, more than what anybody else thinks of us, we need to desire God above every other thing. Every other thing. Every other thing. Listen, church. It's time to grow up. <laughs> it's time to grow up. And, you know, as I was talking about my kids earlier, there came a point in time. There's a point in time where we do everything for them. And then there comes a point in time when we start to teach them how to do things themselves. And then there comes a point in time where we watch them do it by themselves. And then there's a time that we release them into the world. And the church now, we're is full of spiritual babies. It's time that we start to grow up. We need to grow up. We've been spoon fed long enough. We've been given milk long enough. It's time that we start taking those steps <laughs> and we start walking on our own. We start running on our own. That we start tying our own shoes. That we start dressing ourselves. And then we'll be able to help others. <laughs> we'll help feed others. Hallelujah. We'll tie the shoes of others. And then we'll get them trained up. But listen, we can no longer have this spiritually immature church. It can be no more. And I, I just feel like God has spoke to me and he said, no more of that. There's no more of that. No more of the patty cake church. <laughs> it's time that we grow up. It's time that we grow up so that we can share with others, so that we can teach others. The word said that you ought to be teachers by now. It's time that we should start growing up so that we are able to teach others. Praise God. Now, I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. I'm so thankful. I feel like that I've given you the word that God gave to me. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow 
up. It's time to be spiritually mature. And listen, I can tell you, hallelujah, here lately, God has just, God has just really stirred up a fire within me and given me a fresh hunger. And I'm going to pray for you tonight. And I'm going to pray that you, that your hunger, that you have a greater hunger for God tonight, that, that your faith is stirred up tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that you have more of an appetite for God. Hallelujah. More of an appetite for more of God. Let's pray. Father, I come before you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this message that you gave me tonight, God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your word. And I thank you, God, that you are a good God, Lord, and that you don't leave us where we are, God, but you help us, God, and lead us, God. You bring us into spiritual maturity, God, if we do our part. So tonight, God, I pray that each and every voice Every, each and every ear under the sound of my voice, God, that they would hear the message that you have for them, God. I pray that their hearts would be open, God. And I pray, God, that you would place a great desire in them, God, a great desire to grow up, God. I pray that you give them a great desire, God, to have knowledge of you, God, and to know you, God. I pray, Lord, that you would give them an appetite for your word, God, that you would have them die, die deep into your word, God, and truly study it and receive revelation. Hallelujah. I pray, God, that they would have an appetite and that they would be hungry for your presence, God, and thirsty, God, for your spirit, God. Hallelujah. For, hallelujah. For that living water, God. I pray, God, that you would stir them up, God, and give them a greater desire to spend time in your presence, God. Hallelujah, because in your presence is fullness of joy, God. And it is in your presence, God. Hallelujah. When we spend time with you, God, that you teach us as a good father does, Lord. And I thank you for that, God. That you reveal things to us, God, that need to be revealed. And I pray, God, that you would reveal things to your people, God. And I thank you for this, God. And Lord, I pray that you would prompt us, God, lead us, Holy Spirit, into spiritual maturity so that we can help others, God. So that we can help others who are behind us, God. And that we can bring them along into spiritual maturity as well, God. And I thank you for that, God. And I know, God, that, hallelujah, that we should have been teachers by now, God. But the church, God, are still many times needing spiritual milk, God. And Lord, I ask you forgiveness on their behalf, God, and I repent of that, God. I repent, God, that we have not grown where we should have grown, God. But Lord, as we repent that we turn away from those things, God, those former things, God. Hallelujah. And we, God, stand before you with open arms and open hearts, God. And we ask you tonight, God, lead us on, God. Lead us on to the deep things of God. And we thank you for this, God. And Lord, if there would be any who are lost tonight, God, Lord, I pray that Jesus would be revealed to them, that the eyes of their hearts would be open tonight, God. Hallelujah. And that they would be able to see you, Jesus, for who you are, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, their Savior, God. And I thank you for that, God. And we lift you up tonight, God, and we praise you tonight, God. Come on, each and every person who is on with me, just begin to give God praise tonight. God, I praise you, God, for your word, God. I praise you for your presence, God. I praise you, God. And Lord, we bow our hearts before you and worship you tonight, God, because there is none like you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you praise, honor, and glory tonight, God. And it is in the name of Jesus, the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
Amen. Thank you all for joining me tonight. I pray that this word's touched your life. I pray that you take it in. Hallelujah. And that you allow the word of God and his presence to change you forever. Praise God. Because, listen, I'm telling you, I, I felt the presence of God so strong as I was preaching tonight. And I believe that he has given me this word that it's time for us to grow up and to go on to the deep things of God. So let's stop playing on the shallow end. Let's go in, let's go in deep. Praise God. Be blessed.